It never ceases to amaze me how those who preach the most about not making a political issue out of vaccine science, how those very same people will turn around and make a political issue out of vaccine science. There is this perception that is being pushed by the media that there's all this resistance to vaccines and that this is somehow a feature of the political right. If you follow the news stories on this, you'll hear a lot of buzzwords thrown around when when talking about vaccine hesitancy. You'll hear things like red state and Trump and white evangelical and, and white men. As a side note, it, it, it also never ceases to amaze me how, how quick we are to demagogue an issue, right? I mean, when we throw around terms like that, we're trying to get people to focus on their prejudices and their tribal politics instead of having people think about an issue rationally. So it's, it's, it's quite amazing to me that the same people will turn around and urge you not to be political about vaccines. Regardless, this caricature of who a vaccine-hesitant person is or who an anti-vaxxer is is just simply not correct. And if you really dig into this, you dig into the numbers and you look at who's not getting vaccinated and why, I, I think a much different picture emerges than the one that the media is trying to present. Now, now before, I, before I get into some of the specifics, I don't think it's inappropriate for me to point out, and I want to emphasize that I'm not trying to be overly tribal in my own politics in saying this, but I don't think it's inappropriate to point out that, the, in my experience anyway, and, and as best I can tell, having followed this issue for even years before, before COVID was an issue, the overwhelming majority of the people that I knew that could be characterized as anti-vaxxers, those people tended to be politically on the left. And they were a particular kind of left-wing person. These were the kind of people who had a lot of skepticism of big corporations, particularly pharmaceutical companies. These people tended to be environmentalists, the kind of people who favored organic food, the kind of people who would follow follow someone, follow and celebrate someone like activists like, like Aaron Brockovich. I'm thinking of a lot of left-wing celebrities who at one point or another expressed anti-vax positions. I think some of those people have changed their position now, but certainly this was something more common among left-wing celebrities. Well, and then, of course, I mean, the, the, the biggest anti-vaxxer that comes to mind is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Certainly not a right-wing guy by any means. Probably the biggest figure in, in the modern anti-vax movement. So now, now in saying this again, I'm not being overly tribal and I'm not trying to disparage these people. These are good people. They're entitled to their views. I strongly disagree with them. I've, over the years, I've, I've gotten into some pretty big arguments with, with anti-vaxxers. I, I will say that now I, I have some sympathy for them because I don't, think, I don't think that the approach 
that's being taken to these people right now is appropriate. It, it's, this is not just about vigorously debating an issue or contending for ideas. I feel like there's a lot of hatred directed to this group of people. And I, I will tell you this, you, you cannot build a healthy appreciation and trust for vaccine science. You can't build that on a foundation of bullying, shaming, and coercion. You simply can't do it. But the idea that this is a right-wing thing is very frustrating to me, and it's frustrating to watch history being rewritten before my eyes. Just before Trump left office, how many Democratic politicians got on TV and had something disparaging to say about the vaccine or raised questions about the fact that it was something that was produced while Trump was still in office? How many left-wing News commentators, did we see? People like Joy Reid on MSNBC. How many of them disparaged the vaccine or raised skepticism about it, raised questions about it? And some of the same people now are the ones who are the most vigorous in their preaching against those who either don't want to take the vaccine or who, for some reason or another, are now raising questions about it. it. It it is amazing to me that people have such short memories and can forget such relatively recent history. So I, I hear a lot about right-wing conspiracies and all these ignorant red staters. Look, of course you can always find someone on the right who shares these views. And, and I know with the media, of course, they'll find, they'll, fi- they'll go find every right-wing person who's espoused some of these views and try to make it seem like like this is more common on the right, but that, that's just not correct. I mean, anybody can f- go find some talk radio guy who says crazy things and try to make that seem like that's a common thing on the right, and it's, it's just not. That's just not accurate. Well, we should ask the question then, who's not getting vaccinated and why? I, I, I think another problem with this discussion is that We're looking at it from the perspective. Again, the people who are saying, don't be political about this, are are overemphasizing the politics. A lot of the people who aren't getting vaccinated, there's not a political or philosophical reason for it. I would argue that it's not only is it not left-right politics, for the most part, I don't think it's pro or or anti-vaccine politics either. A lot of people who haven't gotten vaccinated in this country, I don't think that they have any particular philosophy on this. And and a lot of them, I don't think they're even necessarily against the vaccine or necessarily of the opinion that the vaccine is somehow unsafe or dangerous. The, 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 biggest, the biggest predictor of why someone is not going to get vaccinated has nothing to do with philosophy. It, it actually comes down to an issue of what age category are these people in and do they feel threatened by COVID? There's an interesting chart. This was shared by Justin Hart, a data expert who's offered a lot of information on COVID-19. But he shared on his Twitter feed, and I, I think this is relevant and worth sharing, it's a breakdown of who hasn't been vaccinated, what percentage of the country's been vaccinated, and it's, it's broken down into age group. He derived this information from 
data that was taken from the National Immunization Survey provided by the Centers for Disease Control. And if you look at this, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's broken down into 18 to 29 age category, 30 to 39, 40 to 49. Then it goes 50 years old to 64 years old. Then you've got 65 to 74 years old, and then you've got 75 years and up. Well, not surprisingly, when you look at every age category, the percent of people in that age category who've been vaccinated, it, it goes up for every, every 10 years that, that the age group goes up. So you've got, for instance, folks who are in that 20 to 29 year, well, 61% of them have been vaccinated. 30 to 39, 66%. 40 to 49, 72%. 50 to 64, you've jumped up to the 80s. 65 to 74, 88%. 75 plus, 90%. The overall, the population, 74%. So when I look at this chart, I'm not seeing a whole lot of this recalcitrant red state opposition to vaccines. What, what I think you have going on here is people as they get older, and obviously COVID's more of a threat for older people, those people feel more pressure to get the vaccine. They're doing the cost-benefit analysis and they're, they're realizing it's probably a wise idea to get vaccinated, whereas younger people, even people who maybe don't have any kind of particular opposition to the vaccine. They just don't feel threatened by COVID, and and understandably so, because they're young. And in addition to that, a lot of them probably don't feel, they don't feel personally threatened by COVID, but they they may not think that they have, that there's not a good chance that somebody's going to catch COVID from them and end up in the hospital or sick. We have to take in the complicated circumstances of each individual when we analyze this issue. So age and risk from COVID obviously plays a bigger role than politics does in whether or not a person decides to get vaccinated. There are other things that the statistics show us that undermine this idea that vaccine hesitancy is a big red state, white Trump supporter sort of thing. Statistically, African Americans and Latino Americans are vaccinated at lower rates than other segments of the population. Well, well, why is that? Well, some have speculated with regard to black Americans that this has to do with skepticism related to injustices done to the black community in the past, particularly the Tuskegee experiments. But I think it's even more complicated than that. And this is where you have to be a little bit more sophisticated with the way you analyze statistics. One thing that Thomas Sowell pointed out in his really good book, uh, Discrimination and Disparities, when you compare ethnic groups and how well one ethnic group does compared to another, you have to take into account multiple factors. In the book, he pointed out how Japanese Americans, that, that subgroup, tends to do a lot better economically than than Hispanic subgroups, than Latin Americans. Well, why is that? Well, even when you put aside culture and habits and other things that make people wealthy, the Japanese population 
is 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 a relatively older population. I, at the time he wrote the book, I believe he said that the average Japanese American was was in his or her fifties, which is that's quite a quite an old average. So it's an aging population. Uh, whereas the Latin community, they were relatively young, and I believe at that time he said that they were somewhere the average Latino was in his or her twenties. So obviously, fifty year olds. People who are older have had more time to accumulate wealth. So I, I think the same dynamics in play here. When you talk about the fact that the Latin community and the black community are less vaccinated than other groups, you have to take into account that they, they've got more young people. They're, they're both, both those groups are younger populations. Keep in mind, too, that when you're talking about a lot of these red states in the South, they have pretty sizable black populations. Percentage-wise, you'll find some of the biggest black populations in Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia, Louisiana. Texas, not so much, but Texas has a big Hispanic population. And I've just explained why the Latino and the black populations don't have as high a percentage of vaccinated people because they tend to be younger populations. So that's consistent with the other data that I've shared. There are some other interesting things that are borne out by the statistics, and I don't make a whole lot out of these facts, but I think they're worth sharing because I, they, I do think they further undermine some of the perceptions that are being created about vaccines and vaccine hesitancy. I read a study recently that I believe was from the University of Pittsburgh that said that there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy among those who hold PhDs. Now, please, that is not me disparaging the vaccine by any means. I, I don't know what to make of that. But it does go against the stereotype of the person who's not getting vaccinated as some kind of uneducated hick. In fact, I, I've read other studies and articles that seem to suggest that lower-income people and people with less educated were more likely to be convinced to get vaccinated at some point. And, and I suspect many of them were maybe people who were starting to get into those older age groups and weighed the costs and benefits and decided maybe it was a wise idea to get vaccinated. It's also interesting to note that statistically, one of the groups that is more hesitant to get vaccinated is the healthcare workers. Now, I know that when you talk about a category as broad as healthcare workers, I mean, that includes a lot of people, people with different levels of education. I, I suspect most doctors are probably on board with vaccinations, and I imagine that where you get vaccine hesitancy among healthcare workers, it's probably among those who are maybe lower on the education and income chart for for healthcare workers, but it's an it's, it's it's an interesting statistic nonetheless. It it also does undermine some of these stereotypes. Again, that's not me disparaging the vaccine, not not in any not in any way, but but I, it's it's appropriate to point these facts out because I we have this caricature in our head that's been given to us by the media. I don't think it's correct, and regardless regardless of who is or isn't getting vaccinated. The way we've approached this has been so destructive and foolish, and not just the vaccines. The whole COVID mitigation, in my opinion, has been a disaster. And I've talked about that in other presentations. I'm not going to regurgitate all of that right now. 
It is frightening to me how easy it is for people to start turning on each other. And I have no doubt that there are forces in this country that are doing this deliberately. If we really cared about educating people and getting more people vaccinated, we would never approach this topic the way that we have. Sadly, there are those who would rather demagogue the issue and have us divided and hating each other. What's so crazy about all this negative energy against the unvaccinated in this country is that they're, they're such a small group, too. I mean, when you take into account everybody who's had COVID and recovered and thus now has very robust natural immunity, and when you take into account people who've had at least one shot, and when you take into account that those the, the biggest groups who haven't been vaccinated or who haven't had COVID already, they're t typically young people who aren't much of a threat to themselves or to anyone else. When you take that into account, it really is quite silly that, that so much pressure and so much scapegoating and blame has been put on this group. I would urge people that a better way forward is to do precisely what so many are preaching at others to do, and that is to leave off the politics. If vaccine science is not about politics, then we shouldn't make it about politics.